It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could a former Carolina Panthers coach get a job in Washington because his own team decided to go in a different direction? We discuss that and tell you who will win this weekend's AFC and NFC Championship games. All of that right now on Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome to this episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you, of course, for making us your first view or your first listen of the day, potentially your first view or listen of the weekend as we coming to you, we are coming to you live here late Friday afternoon like we do every single week. I'm David Harrison. He is Chris Russell, both of us credentialed members of your media covering the Washington Commanders. Chris is doing it for Team 980, where he and Pete Methurst can be found 9 a.m. to noon Eastern every Monday through Friday or anytime on the Odyssey app. And you can find me writing about your commanders over at Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Indeed. This episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. To help, uh, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl uh as david said again thanks for making locked on commanders your first listen and view of the day all right so we start off david with the news that came down the pike on thursday and that was frank reich was being hired as head coach of the carolina panthers we don't cover the panthers but of course there's a lot of connections between the panthers and the commanders so much so that people call the carolina Commanders, whatever they, everybody calls something a little bit different. Um, And now there could be another connection. And this isn't a report. This is, I guess I would label it as something I've been thinking about a whole lot since uh, I saw that Frank Wright got the job in Carolina. So I want to be clear this is not a report. This is speculation, but maybe connecting the dot speculation. Steve Wilkes didn't get the head coaching job. He's very upset about that. Um, That's a whole different spicy meatball. But should Ron Rivera immediately reconnect with Wilkes and have him take over for the now departing Chris Harris, who hasn't officially, officially departed yet? Um, We're still kind of waiting for that to resolve. Uh, But assuming that he does indeed leave, which could make Wilkes the defensive backs coach and maybe as an extension, give him the assistant head coaching title, uh, which, you know, means he could help with game management, timeout situations, challenges, the kind of things that Ron Rivera, quite honestly, has struggled with. And all of this as a backdrop to, hey, they work together successfully in Charlotte and there's some other connections as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's it's a good it's a good conversation to have. You know what I mean? And I think if you're Coach Rivera and you're Coach Del Rio, and I think Coach Del Rio plays a part in this too, I think you have to have the conversation. And if my vibe on Jack Del Rio is is accurate, I don't think he's the kind of guy that gets threatened because another talented coach comes into the coaching staff. And if that's true, I mean, this can really only help. Now, it it helps as long as everybody understands. Jack Del Rio is the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You know, Coach Coach Wilkes can come in. 
like you said, like an assistant head coach slash DB coach type of role, or maybe senior defensive assistant slash DBs coach, whatever role you want to give. And I, and I take the assistant uh, or the senior defensive assistant uh, tag from Brian Flores. That's the tag and title that he holds with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And really, you know, that hiring was looked at by many as, as basically a talented coach who's basically in a situation where he's kind of in a no-win. Like Steve Wilkes, as of right now, really hasn't been a hot topic among other head coach vacancies because a lot of those head coach vacancies are already four, five, six people deep in their evaluation process. And maybe they thought Steve Wilkes was going to get the head coaching job in Carolina, so they never really approached it or never really uh, dove into it. Either way, January 27th, 8th, 9th, you know, end of the month, they're not going to want to reopen and say, well, now let's look at a new guy. No, they're going to want to move forward with the plan they kind of already had set in place. So maybe Steve Wilkes comes to Washington for a year. He helps out Jack Del Rio. He helps out Ron Rivera in whatever role. He coaches up uh, the DBs, maybe even kind of sets up an ushering of an assistant coach to become that position coach a year later because the great thing about this type of system, and if Brian Flores does get a head coaching job, which I personally hope that he does uh, this offseason, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get a third-round pick for two years if he gets a head coaching job. If you bring in Steve Wilkes, you already know him if you're Ron Rivera. You sell him to Jack Del Rio. You bring him into the fold. If he gets a head coaching job next year, now you get two third-round picks coming up in your future. So if this coaching staff survives, now you've got two more third-round picks to fire off to help build your team for the future. Uh, that's a really good point and one that I didn't even think of. I mean, I was just kind of using the connection between yeah. Rivera, Wilkes, also the fact that Wilkes is – for long coach defensive backs right now. You know, John Kime had mentioned earlier in the week that he thought or he was told or maybe he was just speculating, but John doesn't recklessly speculate, that the promotion for replacing, um, you know, Chris would would would, would come in, um, you, you know, from from inside the organization. And, and, and a couple no. of names that are logical is Richard Rogers, who's been with Ron Rivera for, I think, a dozen years and has no. been here since Ron came here. And Brett Fieselmeyer, who worked with, yes, as the assistant D-backs coach, but specifically with the Nickelbacks, guys like Danny Johnson, uh, Rashad Wild Goose, so on and so forth. So, But that was before Steve Wilkes became available. Quite honestly. And, you know, you mentioned the Brian Flores role. The reason why I said, well, maybe you can make him the D-backs coach and the assistant head coach is A, because, again, they don't have an assistant head coach, one. Two, I'm looking to promote as best I can Steve yeah. Wilkes. I can't make him the defensive coordinator. If I'm Ron, he's not replacing me right now. So I'm trying to do whatever I can to help him, help me. And I'll just say this, David. I need all the help I can get managing a game. I'm not good at it if I'm Ron Rivera. Yeah. You know, this is what this is me impersonating Ron Rivera. I stink at it. I'm not good at it. If somebody can help me manage timeouts, manage the end of the first half, manage game situations, yeah. manage challenges, and it's somebody I know and trust and like. I mean, I heard, I don't know if you've heard the same thing. I heard, and again, I don't know if it was real or legitimate or not, that before Ron turned to Jack Del Rio when he was first coming here, that the first guy he went to was Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why exactly that didn't work out. and It's not important. I just presume that their relationship is good enough to be honest with each other and to say, hey, Steve, if you don't get a head coaching job, Likely, like you said, not going to happen. If you don't get a defensive coordinator job somewhere, why don't you come here and and it's a good landing spot? And we can all help each other. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you know, and Gunny Man in the live chat asked that exact question. Why would he work for Ron now when he didn't hire him for DC when Ron first got hired? And that's a very valid question. And the answer, quite truthfully, is going to be, I don't know, because I don't know why they didn't hire Steve Wilkes in the first place. And and that's what you just kind of allude to. It, look, guys, it could be as simple as Coach Wilkes wanted to run a 3-4 defense. Ron Rivera wanted a 4-3 guy. Jack Del Rio is a 4-3 guy, so let's bring in the 4-3 guy. It, like, it honestly really could boil down to just that little bit of a dynamic. And again, if you're talking about elevating Steve Wilkes into a different position and you're saying, look, come in here, we'll put some we'll put some shine on you, not unlike the Kansas City Chiefs are doing right now for Eric Bieniemy. Think about this. Eric Bieniemy's contract is, as an offensive coordinator in Kansas City is up. And I don't think I've ever seen a franchise do more than they could possibly do to, to spin up the propaganda machine to say Eric Bieniemy is your next head coach or Eric Bieniemy is your next offensive coordinator. If the Kansas City Chiefs don't want to re-sign him as OC, I don't know that I want to hire him to be my OC, right. to be quite honest with you, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, just this one is more. a different relationship, different role that we're talking about here with Coach Wilkes and mm -hmm. the Washington Commanders. That's why he could, not saying he would, but he could want to work for Ron because it's not as simple as, well, you were my friend, you didn't hire me, so now we're not boys anymore. Well, just one note that I wanted, just for context, he was the Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator at the time. So to hire him for a lateral role, maybe Ron asked for permission and Cleveland didn't give it to him and it wasn't ever reported that way. I don't know the answer. I'm just trying to put two and two together. I don't think it was a, hey, I don't want to hire you as my defensive coordinator. At least that wasn't what I was what I heard through the grapevine. Yeah. Uh, but but again, I don't know Steve Wilkes at all. And Ron never told me that. I can tell you that uh, that came from back channels. But but. You know, because once you started hearing Jack Del Rio, you start poking around and say, well, well, what happened to this guy? And what happened to that guy? And why couldn't this happen? But if if he was the Browns defense coordinator, I mean, they could have very well easily denied him the opportunity because he, he was the coordinator for 19 and 20 and Ron came here in 20. So, yeah, I would just like I said, I would just leave it. As, it's not as simple as, well, he didn't like me, so I don't like him. So I'm right. not, you know what I mean? Like right. there's a lot of different wrinkles to that. And, and there's a lot of different wrinkles to how we value players as well, Chris. And, and of course we all try to get that right, but we seldomly do. Uh, ESPN has an NFL analyst that's coming up with their top 50 free agent rankings. Are they going to get it right? Probably not. Are they going to get it wrong? Probably because that's the way this business works. We're going to dive into those potential rankings coming up next here on Locked On Commanders. Absolutely. But first today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. That's right. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs, as a small business owner or a hiring manager, a boss, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. We're talking about Ron Rivera potentially going out and hiring Steve Wilkes. He's still conducting interviews for the offensive coordinator spot. Maybe he should have used LinkedIn Jobs and these problems would have solved themselves because with LinkedIn Jobs, you can find the qualified candidates quickly with targeting tools that they offer. There's 875 million member profiles. You put your post in front of that. You get the people that are qualified for the job. You interview them so you can quickly hire them so you can move on to the projects that you want to move on to. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find those qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, once again, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and a view of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast. Get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories like Steve Wilkes and where he might be going, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday, conference championship weekend upon us, and Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. It's Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So David, you mentioned a prominent NFL analyst, Matt Bowen, who used to play here in Washington. Um, That was before I was around, so I didn't really get to know uh, Matt high and by whenever he's shown up at the facility, which isn't very often. Uh, But he said on Twitter the other day that he's moving Deron Payne up in his top 50 free agent rankings based off his tape study. He wasn't the only one, but Deron Payne was the highlight he used, and he was the top name on the list. Now, I would say this shouldn't surprise anybody. And we're going to post the link uh, at LO Commanders just so everybody can see it. Uh, what we're talking this shouldn't surprise anybody. But here's my question to you Should Deron Payne, and maybe this is unfair because we're talking all positions, should he yeah. be in the top 10 of free agents right now before we get to franchise tag designations in the NFL in your eyes? So, what I'm going to say is going to, right now is going to kind of conflict a little bit with what I'm going to say later in this segment. So I want to acknowledge that before we get into this conversation because I know that it's coming. But understand this, when you're talking about ranking free agents, you're not talking one-year deals. Like nobody in your top 25, even your top 50 NFL free agents or guys that you're expecting to get one-year prove-it deals. These are your, again, the top guys, right? And then depending on how you spread out the position groupings and all that stuff, you might have maybe like up to like five, maybe six depending on the position group strength for that offseason of uh, one position. So how many D tackles are going to be in this top 50? A handful, maybe five of them? I don't know. But here's what I will tell you about, about Deron Payne. He should, in my opinion, and I've looked at the list of the pending free agents, he should be a top five free agent on Matt Bowen's list. That's that's my personal opinion because, one, the, this game of football is won or lost in the trenches. Like You look at the team's that have more success with with lesser talented rosters, their offensive line or their defensive line, guarantee you, is one of the best in the NFL on whichever side of the ball. If you've got subpar defensive backs, but their pass defense is immaculate, you can bet that that pass rush is getting home. If you've got a subpar quarterback, but somehow he's got all the time in the world to throw the ball, he's got all these passing yards, you can bet that offensive line is doing some work. So Deron Payne is a defensive tackle that can help a unit improve their defensive line. So... I went back 10 years of National Football League uh, stats, Chris. And I, I, I narrowed down the amount of defensive linemen who have had 10 sacks or more in the National Football League in the last 10 years. 137 defensive linemen have had 10 sacks or more. Now, that's not different defensive linemen, right? Like some of these guys have multiple seasons. Like Aaron Donald's got like, what, mm-hmm. six or seven years in there. So he, he accounts for like seven of those mm-hmm. 137. That's a lot. 31 of those, those seasons came from D tackles. 
again, which Aaron, which Aaron season, Donald is right, which Aaron Donald had like seven of them. Right. right. So that's 31 years worth of 10 sack seasons for defensive tackles in the NFL in the last 10 years. That's it. Those 31 seasons accumulate or accumulate have been accumulated by 20 players. John Allen is one of them. Deron Payne is one of them. Just 20 defensive tackles have had 10 sacks or more in a single season in the last 10 years. And only eight of those, Chris, including Deron Payne, have had 20 additional quarterback hits on top of those 10 plus sacks. Hmm. So you're talking about Deron Payne in the last 10 years of football is in the top eight of his position as far as getting to the quarterback. So if you're an NFL team and you need somebody to get to the quarterback, Deron Payne is a guy who's in rarefied air. You're going to want to put him on your defensive line. And because the trenches has that big of an impact on the game today, he's got to be a top five guy. Uh, I love those statistics. Uh, really good uh, work by you to try to sort that out. Uh, and and we all know this, when he got his 11th and a half sack this year, uh, it was the first time that a, a, a Washington defensive tackle had had that since Dave Butts, uh, mm -hmm. you know, who had 11 and a half as well way back when. I mean, it just doesn't happen very often, right? I mean, as good as Jonathan Allen has been, he hadn't gotten to that number. Um, but Deron Payne did. And I would say this, um, you know, sacks are only one measurement, but they're probably the biggest measurement, right, of the impact. But there's so many more analytics. You just mentioned some of them uh, with the 20-plus, you know, quarterback pressures and so on and so forth, and I don't want to dig too analytically deep here. I think everybody understands that Ron Payne had an outstanding year, an outstanding yeah. year, and was different this year. And that's just my point. I would put him right around my top 10, David. I don't know if I would put him absolutely for sure in my top 10 because I haven't done a top 10 or a top 20 or a top 25 list for free agents just yet. And yeah. Matt Bowen hasn't even put him his out, so we don't even know the final ranking. But here's what I would say. He would definitely be in my top 25. That's There's no questions asked. Whether yeah. it be in my top 10, that, that is a little bit debatable. And here's the only reason why it's debatable. If I had every year like last year for Duran, he would he would be maybe arguably the number one free agent, yeah. but not every year has been like last year for Duran. So what are you paying for? Are you paying for last year's Duran or are you paying for the first three years of Duran Payne? Yeah. And that's what and I that's, don't know at this point. Yeah. And that's the hesitation. So if, if I'm a GM and I'm looking at, cause again, Duran Payne's not signing a one year deal guys like Duran Payne right. is going out. He's looking for three, four or five years. Sure. So if I'm considering signing Duran Payne, I, I I've got to be most I'm going to be most comfortable if I've got a Jeff Simmons sitting on my D line already because now well what if John Allen had a bigger role in Deron Payne's success than we were really giving him credit for yeah. okay well, I got Jeff Simmons so if John Allen had an impact on Deron Payne then Jeff Simmons should have that impact on Deron Payne as well and I should be okay right. kind of a way of hedging my bets so yeah absolutely makes 100% sense and, and that's that's really what I fully expect the comment sections Twitter all that stuff to really come back with because it's absolutely true which is why Chris. You and I have talked about this off air. I don't know how much we've really stated on there. Uh, I'm just going to state my answer before you ask the question. The Washington Panthers got a franchise tag to Ron Payne, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I, I don't disagree at all. I think we have, you know, I know we've discussed this and said that they're probably going to have. Now, listen, the number one goal is to get a long-term deal done here. And I think that is clearly the commander's intention. However, however. Just because a team says that is their intention does not mean that they are offering a reasonable and fair market value deal. Now, yeah. 
the way we determine what is a reasonable and fair market value is complete, you know, is is open and subject to interpretation, right? The right. commanders might, David, say, hey, we're offering you five years at 18 and a half million with, you know, uh, 60% of it fully guaranteed. I'm just coming up with some approximate sort of numbers in the ballpark, right? Yeah. Well, Jerron Payne might look and say, well, wait a second. That's that's kind of the deal you gave to John Allen two years ago. I just had 11 and a half cents. It's two years later. And this is what the top five makes. And this is what the current market is now. There's no chance in you know where that I'm signing for 18. 18 and a half million. No, no, no. I want 21 or 22 million per year. And I want 70% fully guaranteed. And I want 70 million or 75 million fully guaranteed and so on and so forth. And again, I'm just phrasing numbers. I'm not saying this is exactly what either side is offering, but that's just the point is you can say you want to do something. I want to lose weight. I haven't done enough to do it. I'm just being honest with you. I haven't done enough to do it. The commander's prevent me from having any sort of sanity in my life and other things, but we won't go now down there. I'll blame it on them just like everything else. But my point yeah. being is I can say whatever I want to say. Doesn't mean I'm actually going to do it. Doesn't mean I'm going to do the work that goes into it. And the same thing for Duran, you know, like, like he can't, if he's being honest, he can't say that last year wasn't more of an aberration or was it more of him just finally growing into what he is? And that's the really, really, really tough part about this and why you might have to go with the one-year placeholder and work on a long-term deal further uh, and at least give yourself until July. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you franchise tag Deron Payne and you tell his agent, you tell him, look, show it again and we'll come back and we'll talk long-term deal. Uh, you know, mid-season, November, December, whatever, you know, end of season, however you want to do it. And, and look, he may say, well, you know, if, if you do this to me now, that price is going to go up next year. I mean, hey, that's that's the price of doing business. You know what I mean? But absolutely. There's only one team in the NFL that can give Deron Payne a one-year contract. And if I'm that team, which is Washington Commanders, I give him that one-year contract because that's how much willing, that's how much money I'm willing to bet that Deron Payne is going to repeat his 2022 performance going down the road. Now, you show it to me twice. And I'll put more house money on you to do it three, four, five years in a row. So that's and that and that's just the way that I think I would it would boil it down for me. Ah, uh, you say bets, right? I do. That must mean we're in a gambling mood. So we have some NFC and AFC title predictions uh, with the numbers, with the odds, and David and I have put together, I guess, what we'll call maybe a, a little fancy parlay if you will. Thanks to our friends at FanDuel. That's coming up next. But this episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. That's right. Conference Championship Weekend is here, baby. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On in America. And it is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many features. Betting on sports, fun and easy. It is absolutely easy to do. You do not have to be a genius. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, the conference championship weekends are here. Of course, they've got all college hoops and more. You can do same game parlays. You can do multi-prop parlays, which we're going to do. 
It's very easy. Again, so football fans, place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. AFC and NFC championship games going down. Two teams will go home. Two teams will fight for the Lombardi Trophy uh, in mid-February in Arizona. Chris, we're going to make some predictions. And then, like you mentioned, we've got a little fun side bet that we're going to go through the thanks to our new partnership with FanDuel. So Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, I will be uh, somewhere around the ballpark area of Alabama. I don't know where in Alabama I'll be, but I should be in the state of Alabama by the time this game kicks off. So I'll be listening to it in my car. Uh, San Francisco 49ers and the fighting Brock Purdy's at Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are favored by two and a half points at FanDuel. Chris, I've got the Eagles. Uh, who do you have winning this game? Yeah, I, um, you, you know, I want to believe in my guy, Kyle Shanahan. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the reverence I have for uh, Bobby Turner, who's like their running backs coach, along with Anthony Lynn, who, by the way, you know, the commanders are interested in, in, in talking to. And, you know, guys that I worked with and got to know and covered and root for very much so. Um, so I, I'm rooting for the 49ers. Let me just say that. Uh, I think it's a great story. Purdy, obviously McCaffrey, staying healthy, so on and so forth. Trent Williams, what have you. Uh, and this could be D'Amico Ryan's final game. But uh, my heart tells me San Francisco, David. My my head tells me Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles minus the yeah. two and a half is what FanDuel has it on as we uh, uh, record this live. So I'm going to take the Eagles minus the two and a half at home. I think Jalen Hurts, obviously, is the more polished quarterback I think their offense is probably one of the only offenses in the NFL capable of doing a dual threat, if you will, breakdown to that tremendous San Francisco defense and putting a lot of pressure on them. So I'm going to go with the Eagles minus the two and a half. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles offense is equipped uh, at least adequately enough at everything that you can, can that you can't stop as defense to to exploit that, take advantage of that. And then when you overcommit, stop that, you open up lanes elsewhere. Uh, certainly, yeah, I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles look as as annoying as it's going to be to see Nick Sirianni doing a week full of Super Bowl press. I just I just think that's what's going to happen. You don't you like know, I like Jalen. I like Jason Kelsey. No, Coach Sirianni is the Sean Payton of the NFC East. And for any NFC South fans out there, everybody can know, like, look, if he coaches your team, you love him. You love him to death. But if he doesn't coach your team, you hate him. He's like he's he's the problem child and coach for him. Wow. Sunday night, six thirty p.m. Wait a second, Eastern. You, you, wait, wait, wait a second. You're you're talking about Sean Payton there for a second. 
Yeah. You could be talking about the next commander's head coach. You heard that speculation, right? I mean, listen, when it comes to Sean Payton, I'll just nothing is imp- is impossible. <laughs> and again, if Sean Payton were coaching the Washington Commanders, we would probably have a lot of nice things to say about him because he gets under the opposing coach's skin like nobody else. But so does Sirianni, it appears. Um, so more on that. More on that when time comes. Uh, Sunday is 6.30 p.m. Uh, no neutral site needed. Hopefully all of those ticket buyers got their refunds via Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals who visit Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs who are favored by one and a half points. On the line in this game, Chris, is the Kelsey Bowl. Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, Eagles, Chiefs, if they both make it, it's the Kelsey Bowl. Do we get the Kelsey Bowl or does Joe Burrow just continue to ruin everybody's fun that wanted to crown Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, the next New England Patriots. Yeah, I think we've already gotten brother versus brother and hardball versus hardball back in, uh, what was it, 2011, 2012? Yeah, I was in Germany. That's all I remember. Yeah, Yeah, uh, for the Ravens and the 49ers. So I'm going to go opposite of that. Um, And look, I know the Bengals have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs three times in a row, including in last year's AFC Championship game in overtime in come-from-behind fashion. The Chiefs here are favored minus one and a half as we record this uh, live on Friday. That line has jumped all over the place on FanDuel and other books all over the week. The Chiefs opened up as the initial favorite. Then the Bengals were betting line favorites. Now it's back to the Chiefs, again, depending on where you get it. But at FanDuel, minus one and a half. I think the Bengals covered the number. I think the Bengals went outright. And I know it's easy to say that because they beat the Chiefs three times in a row. But they are, again, what Philadelphia is on offense in the NFC. I think they are the balanced approach that I'm looking for a great passing game. You mentioned some of the receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Travis Boyd. Uh, Don't forget about Hayden Hurst. I know he's a little bit banged up, but he had a big touchdown catch because you're concentrating on all those other guys. And Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, Joey Cigar is just seemingly cool under pressure. And then when you combine Mahomes' ankle and the fact that this team, Kansas City, does not have Tyreek Hill, I know they've replaced him with others, but there ain't no Tyreek Hill. And even though they're at home, I like the Bengals. Yeah, look, the Chiefs and the Bengals, I think they have they both have very good offenses. Both of them could put up a good amount of points. Uh, I, the Chiefs don't have enough defense to be quite honest with you. And the Bengals do. I think the Bengals have enough defense. Um, Unfortunately, I think Eli Apple makes a big play in this game to help the Bengals win, which is going to annoy everybody that lives in Twitter. Uh, So if you don't like Eli Apple and you don't, and you are on Twitter, maybe, you know, maybe take a break from Twitter after, uh, after this game. Cause I just, I just have that feeling that that's what's going to happen. But I am also taking the Bengals, which gives us a Bengals Eagles, Super Bowl, which is a little bit less exciting than Kelsey on Kelsey and, and all that stuff. But you know what? Uh, I, I'm honestly a little bit of a fan of when teams get crowned too early and they kind of come down to earth and that, you know, no no shade towards Patrick Mahomes specifically, but people really crowned the Chiefs uh, the next dynasty after they'd won Super Bowl win. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So uh, I would I would actually be very happy about that um, from a petty standpoint. Now we've got some side bets going and we're doing this in this in the sake of parlays. Chris, I've already built my parlay. I've already put money on my parlay. I'm literally betting this parlay, guys. It has plus 3,630 odds, which for those of you who don't gamble very much is not very good odds. My parlay is Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals, Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, all to score anytime touchdowns in the AOC Championship game. All three of those guys score a touchdown. I make $3,630 for every $100 I bet. I did not bet $100 on this because I'm not insane, and I'm also not rich. 
So even though I have the Bengals winning, I do have two Kansas City Chiefs scoring touchdowns in my parlay. And real quick, Patrick Mahomes, that means he's got to run it in. That's not he right. throws a touchdown that doesn't count for, for those who aren't familiar. He has to physically score the touchdown himself in order to count for this. All right. Good one. Uh, and and I got even worse odds, if you will, than you did. But I'm pretty darn close. I'm at plus three thousand five hundred fifty seven or plus thirty five fifty seven which a $10 bet would nail me $355.74 right now on FanDuel. I did the same as you, a three-player, anytime touchdown, three-leg parlay. But I went with Jalen Hurts. You went with Patrick Mahomes. I went with Isaiah Pacheco, the physical, Mm. tough, downhill Kansas City running back. And Lou Anarumo's Cincinnati defense, which means – a fumble recovery for a touchdown, a interception return for a touchdown. Hey, listen, it might be unlikely, but I love that guy, and I love the aggressiveness of the Bengals defense. Plus, $35.57, bet nailing me, three fifty five seventy four if it pays, and then Daddy can take a little bit of a break. There you go. Chris, <laughs> did you did you dog Hayden Hurst this summer? Gunny Man says, I heard somewhere this summer Russell dogging Hurst. How he feel now? Did you? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember I don't that remember Gunny that Man at all. But uh, we got Albert picking 49ers and Bengals in the Super Bowl. Gunnyman also says Bengals got the swag to beat KC. Obviously, we agree. Okay. I I don't remember that in, in any way, shape, or form, but uh, maybe I did say it. I say a lot of things. All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now for your second listen and view, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard, beyond the scenes. Local experts only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. If you want to hop in, it's Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com or DM us at LO Commanders, at LO Commanders. Uh, we will have coverage. David Ted to Mobile, Alabama, the annual Senior Bowl. Plus, we still have to figure out who the heck is going to be the offensive coordinator. The championship game reaction and Super Bowl preview next week. As always, thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.